0: I was the one that sat in that room and was told three words, change or die. I was the one, and you're sitting in front of you and realize this, realize this, I had two, two, two shots at life, and I almost lost the one. This one I have now in front of you, all of you, I am hanging on for dear life, and everybody in this audience would have to rip it from me. That's how much passion I have about living, because I know it's important. So do you. So do you. Good afternoon. I'm Michael Knight. Welcome to Change or Die. Interesting show today. Because two weeks ago, as we head into the NFL draft at the end of the month, I was fortunate enough to be a keynote speaker at the NFL Combine. I got there in a very unpredictable way. In fact, I was there a little ahead of time. And if anybody's ever been to the NFL combine or they talk about it, it's like watching paint dry. And they're true. It's like watching paint dry. But I told them, I'm not going to come down, guys. I love the invitation, but there's someone I need to bring with me. And that's Michael Paul. Because we started about talking about kettlebells. I said, what do you guys do for nutrition? And they told me. And I said, I think I can help here. So Michael Paul, my nutritionist, flew in from Phoenix. I flew in from Detroit. We went down to Indianapolis for four days. And I got there, and I'm just walking around, I'm going, okay, we know we're going to introduce the kettlebell to the NFL combine, the coaches and the players, but there's got to be something else because I'm going, you know, okay, we're going to talk about workouts because you're watching these players and you're walking around saying, hi, how are you? And I'm still not know why I'm there. Yeah, we're still going to talk to about the kettlebell, but come on. I mean, it's about working out. Everybody's seen the kettlebell. The players have seen kettlebells. We've all seen a kettlebell, but there was a bigger purpose. So we got there, we're about an hour and a half into the, we're about an hour and a half late for dinner. Mike and I are going to speak after dinner. And Jimmy Kendall comes up to me and says, Mike, we're running an hour behind, hour and a half behind. I said, Well, don't worry about it, we'll be okay. So here we are in a room with about 80 players, and we're all just sitting around. They're tired, they're exhausted, they want to eat, go to bed, start up tomorrow morning. So I stood up and I said, I looked at one of the kids and I go, "Uh, Why are you here? He goes, because of my mother and father. I pulled $50 out of my pocket, and I gave it to him. I said, young man, that is the most incredible answer I have ever heard from anyone. You get it. And then I started thinking, well, if it's him, I got time within the next couple days. I want to know about these kids. I want to understand. Because now the lights were going on, as you can see a little highlight from the NFL Combine. This is a day in the life of this. This is my happy hour on a Friday. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Take your time. I know. I know. That's good, man. Yeah, yeah have a seat. All right. Coach Knight, man, unbelievable, man, unbelievable. Just a story to hear from, like, his mom, man. Like, like he, Coach Knight showed a video tonight Uh, You know, with him doing like physical therapy and stuff with his mother, she was in the hospital, man. And man, I'm telling you guys, man, it touched my heart in a big way, man. Combine, as you see, we've got an amazing facility here. The Combine's the simple part. When Mike was introduced to me by, you know, a good friend of mine, he said, you got to meet this guy, you got to hear his story. I started to get to know his story. What I didn't know was how much of that story would come to life in Indianapolis. So that's part of it. There you go. So after we got through the first two days, the second group was coming in, and Parker, my videographer, was heading home. I said, Parker, I've got an idea. Something's clicking here because I had a chance to talk to these kids and hear their journeys. I said, I I got an idea. Call Jeff, see if you can stay the night. I'll pay for your expenses, whatever it takes, but you need to stay because i got to believe something big is going to happen. So we get into the second one, and Jimmy goes, the way you held – the attention of those men in the first show, you're going to be the keynote speaker. So before the morning, Jeff and I are down, I mean, Parker and I are downstairs having breakfast, and I go, I want you to take a look at this video and tell me what you think. So I play it, and I look at him. He's got tears in his eyes. and I shut it off. I go, I know the deal. I know why I'm here now. (laughs) I know why I'm here. So we get to the... Dinner, we have dinner, and now it's time for Mike to go on. Kids are tired. They've had long conversations with a lot of people demonstrating different things, and now we're going to talk about the kettlebell. No, we're not. We will, but we're going to get to that. I told all the kids, I said, men, stand up. Pull out your phones. Put the most important person in your life on that phone right now, and I want you to sit down, and I want you to show the men next to you, to your right, to your left, your friends, people you've met, and tell them why that person is the most important person in your life, and why and who they are. Then I played my mom's four and a half minute video, the one Parker that and I walked and watched that morning. When the video was done, the men stood up and they clapped. They got it. You see, I'd sat through a couple speeches and here's what I realized. There was one story of an ex-football player. And he was talking about a man who was dying and passed away, and they couldn't get him to talk. And he said, you know, they were in the hospital, and they told his wife to hold the phone up to the man's ear so he could hear. He hadn't talked. So he started. this gentleman, this football player, started talking to the guy, and he started mumbling and talking and waking. And, you know, oh, my God, the, the wife was amazed. He goes, what are you doing? He says, what are you doing? He says, we're talking about football. So when he got done, he says, man, I want you to go back to the room. I want you to go back and look in that mirror and go, how much do you love football? And I stopped. And I go, these guys love football or they wouldn't be here. Did you sit down and hear their journeys? Do you know anything about these men? Because if you did, you would know that they love football. Most of them will never have the opportunity you did. I asked them a bigger question because there's a bigger game. How much do you love life? What is your why? Because what I realized at that combine is their journey, no matter football or anything else, was going to take them places if they surrounded themselves with the right people. And I wanted to educate them. Not everybody has your best interest out. Not everybody's going to give you their best. And that's what I realized. And that's what got to these guys. Was their why? I was making a difference to help them understand what their why was. Is their why big enough? Because if your why is not big enough, you will not change. You will quit. You will quit. So that was how we started it. In that afternoon, I had gone to the gym, and I told Parker videotape this. I took my 106-pound kettlebell, and this will make sense, and I did 25 goblet squats. It means nothing to you now, but one of these days it may, as we get this tool out to the public. To athletes who need it. So then, it was time to wake them up, and here's what happened. If you will, this is what changed my life in the world of strength and conditioning. In the stomach. In the stomach. Go,
1: kick
0: me. Go ahead. All right my steel toes, man. So that was a love tap. You put the kid in the place. he says, tell me when you're ready. I've seen, I, I've seen nothing worse than a bar fight than when he did to this kid and in two seconds he was down on the ground and the whole room went, he goes, what? He can't take that. He's sure in hell ain't getting under a 500 pound squat or a 600 pound deadlift. Now I have to take that thing and I have to put it inside my body and learn it. Tension in breath. You have to live with it. You have to understand it to teach it. That means it's gotta look like mine. It's your money against me. No, no. You saw. Now, you guys will be a judge. Bell can't move away from the nose. Wait, wait, wait. Bell can't move away from the nose. We can put them side by side. 15 squats. That's it. Just 15. 15. Yeah, but he took $100 from me. Here's the kicker. He did 15 squats. In that video, when I was at the gym, I had done 25. But I didn't want him to do 25. I wanted to create success. So after he did the 15, then I said, whoa, 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 whoa wait, wait a second. I did 25. I'll give $200 to one person to do 25. Now they all had to stop and think wait a second, these are NFL prospects. I am 61. So in other words, you're getting your ass kicked by your father. No, you're getting your ass kicked to someone who's given his life to surround himself with great coaches not fucking certifications, not fucking workshops where you come back and you think you know it all. You get your fucking ass on a plane, you go find the best, you ask him if you can learn from the best, you taste it, smell it, and feel it for a week on your own fucking dollar. That's the knowledge I have on top of having great coaches. So there was one kid that stood up, and I knew he wasn't going to do it, but here was another lesson we learned at the Combine. I turned to him as everybody was going crazy. I knew he wasn't going to succeed. I looked at him. I said, listen, I'm going to give you the 200, but you're not going to get hurt. You know why I'm going to give you the 200? Because you are a man that believes in himself. He got to 12 or 15. I gave him the 200. We quieted the room down, and I gave him the 200. And it was a lesson in that room. You fucking better believe in yourself because no one else is going to. And we as mentors and coaches can help this because I've had many along the way that took the fat kid who almost died. And then years later, 27 to be exact, believed in my dream because I had people believe in me and I stood in front of the NFL combine and lived my dream out, part of it. People go, well, God, he's got such a great story. Why hasn't anybody heard of him? Because I sat my ass in my building for 17 years and I did what God told me to do. Change people's lives. Make them better. Give them value. I didn't have time to go out and shake the tree and take take videos and, and appear here and do this. I was teaching. Most of those people don't teach unless there's a photo op. You don't see them teaching the 8-year-olds, 10-year-olds. They're too big for that. Bullshit. Those are the people we can change. Those are the lives we can change. 8 to 80, you walk in my door, I'll show you the difference. I'll show you the difference. And I will show you how powerful that kettlebell can be. Yes, it is a very, very powerful tool. Think about this. Marcus McGrew, who's on my earlier show, swung an 80-pound bell. All the NFL players in that room, the largest bell they ever touched was a 70. Why? Why? I'm going to tell you why. Because we keep doing the same shit day after day expecting different results. We already know what's going to work. Remember I told you, if you're waiting for science to prove something out, you are going to be 10 years behind. I'm telling you, we are 10 years ahead. But you don't want to catch us because it's too much fucking work. Kettlebells went from 53. My first swing with a 53, I vomited. Years later, I swung the 100 and thought, man, I am fucking Superman. Now Colin over at Great Lakes over in Canada, Kitchener, makes them up to 220. I'm swinging it. Now Colin's going and manufacturing 235, 258-pound kettlebells. Why? Because he believes like I do. Use that tool. Get it in your hands. Get it in your son, daughter's hands, your father, your mother. But you got to have a teacher. I will help come teach teachers. You see the passion? Because I'm pissed. I'm pissed that this world is going to hell in a handbag. We don't give a shit, anything except for money. Stop it. Stop it. We can make changes, and I intend to be here to make changes. Join me or not, I don't give a shit. But there are going to be people like Marcus that come that need me. I, that's what That's what it's all about. Marcus, 8-year-old, 12-year-old, that's who it's about. If you don't give a shit, your wife's not big enough, then you're not going to be able to walk in my room and perform because I'm going to stay on your ass. Especially if you got kids, you got a wife, you got a husband, you got kids. Shame on your ass because I have answers. My team has answers, and this is only one cup of coffee. Where do I get the second one in? It's been a great day. First, the NFL dream of living, speaking in front of the combine, having Marcus McGrew on. It doesn't get any better than this. I get to put my headset down in a few minutes, go back to work and change more people's lives so I hope I'm changing yours. Get the word out. Let them know I'm here. Call me. Let me sit in front of your people, your businesses, you, your son, your daughter. I can make a difference. Hopefully. I can make a difference. I'm Michael Knight. Have a great night. Some of you, I woke up. You take a step back and go, he he made this simple. Baby steps, invest, research, get help from the best, know who the best are. And then, then the other ones kind of thought it was a cute presentation, it was great, good information, it was fun, he was intense. You're gonna jump back on your track and that car is gonna ride and it is inevitable I'm telling you right now, it is inevitable that somewhere along that line, that car, that track is going to collide with a wall. And I'm praying to you right now, I'm praying to God, your families and everything, that there's not someone standing in front of you and looks at you and greets you with change or die.